It's beautiful. Every color is powerful. Every color is worthy. Try to bury us. They didn't realize we were seeds. They didn't realize you were seeds. They open doors so others can walk through them. Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Saliari, and this is Salt the Podcast, a series of encounters with inspiring women. They're healers, activists, mothers, educators, and world changers. Together, we create community, share knowledge, amplify voices, heal, and break narratives by elevating a new generation. Welcome to Salt the Podcast. My guest today is Stamatia Gozzi. Stamatia is a multilingual certified life coach and eco-beauty expert with over 30 years of experience. She's based in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. For Stamatia, true beauty is an inside job in that it is essential to do the inner work before beauty can emerge on the outside. She's a curious being who thrives in international environments and deeply enjoys listening to people's stories. I met Stamatia, or Stama, how most people call her, in 2014, shortly after my first son was born. And after having spent three months with him in the hospital, Stama became a fundamental person in my Amsterdam post-hospital life. Since then, we've been inseparable. She's my friend, my coach, and hair expert. The title of today's encounter is Be the Best Mother to You Possible. We will speak about green beauty, coaching, motherhood, dancing, self-care, and find out who has been Stama sold, and of course, a lot more. Welcome, Stama. Thank you, Stella. Thank you for having me. So we would like to know who is Stama. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm a very curious being, <laughs> and I love to be with, uh, in a very international environment. I grew up uh, in Germany. I was born and raised in Germany. This is what I really love uh, to have around me different people from different countries and cultures and a big mix. And you lived also in Greece and now yeah. you're in the Netherlands. Exactly, yeah. I moved with my Dutch husband uh, once many years ago <laughs> to Greece and I lived there about uh, 10 or 11 years. Okay. And now you're, how long have you been in the Netherlands? Uh, I will say now about seven or eight years. Yeah. And... As I said already in the introduction, you are a life coach and you are an eco-beauty expert. And I can imagine that not many people know what an eco-beauty expert is, so it would be really nice if you could explain it to us. And I can also imagine that a lot of people, um, because nowadays you hear a lot about I'm a life coach, but I know that you've been a life coach for many, many years. As I just said, you have experience for over 30 years. So you became a life coach when this was not something that, yeah, has become kind of mainstream, let's say, nowadays. You've really done this from the beginning. So it would be really nice if you could share with us what is a life coach, what is an eco-beauty expert? Yeah, life coaching is uh, actually, life coach is somebody who is uh, in all these uh, fields of uh, life, focusing on how to help somebody to be the best version of themselves. And that could be in some fields like improving um, their health. It can be uh, improving their relationship uh, or career or whatever it is. 
And uh, so you have some people who are specialized in health things, uh, like some coaches, but you have, uh, and whatever, you have a lot of specialized coaches. And life coaching is bringing everything like together and helping people to be the best self. Yes. And can you, because I know you also work with hypnosis, you work with trauma therapy, you combine a lot of things in the way you coach people. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about this. Yeah, I'm focusing actually very much onto, into feeling your own body and to allow yourself to feel your own body, also to learn the language of your body. So everything that we experience is stored somehow in our whole uh, body. And so if we start to listen to our body, the answers will come. And this is why I love to work with the unconscious and uh, talk, working with the unconscious means um, going in trance a little bit kind of. And I'm not doing deep hypnosis, but more trance. And it's a, a difference, but we don't need to go into details in that. For me, it's more important to tell you that it's important to take the body into this communication of whatever kind of problem we are facing instead to try to find the solutions only with our uh, mind, for example. And it's a way of combining mind and heart and including the body in that. And uh, so the answers will come out of your own body without somebody uh, manipulating that kind of um, solution orientating communication things. You don't need always to talk about uh, stuff. It just uh, sometimes just feeling is already the healing. Mm. Yeah, I remember the first time we did coaching together. For me, it was a very special experience because I'd known you already for many years when we started to do the coaching and I was really impressed afterwards. And yeah, I was really impressed. And I, re I really love when we meet and we do the sessions together because of your approach. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, For me, I think the most important thing is to keep things simple. Hmm. Yeah, so it's, uh, of course, it's important to have a deep knowledge in what you are doing, but it's also very important to uh, trust uh, our intuition and connect on a deeper level with uh, people. So it doesn't matter if I'm coaching a session with somebody or in a talk with like here today. Um, it's about connection and just being yourself and uh, this it's, it's it's the whole work so it's not complicated in my feelings yeah that's nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what about the eco beauty expert how does that fit in and what does it mean exactly oh this is um it feels kind of, it's a kind of a hobby passion i don't know how to call it because it's something that so my first, very first profession, and uh, I started very early age, and I was uh, almost 16 when I started to um, to be a hairdresser, to go for a training to become a hairdresser. So this was my first profession. And um, then even some years later, I worked for the film industry doing hair and makeup. So I have some uh, background in all this beauty stuff. And one day I discovered that all this stuff that we are using in our everyday life from deodorant to skin cream, whatever we are using, are quite toxic. And because I uh, love uh, simple things <laughs> with a maximum of, of good results, I was uh, starting to get to explore which kind of cosmetic cosmetics are really healthy. 
And so I'm, I don't want to talk so much about toxics in, um, in cosmetics because in our days, I think more or less people hear already about it, focusing always on what we can do instead of what we can't do. And uh, for me, it was the most important thing, okay, if that uh, all these mainstream kind of brands are toxic, what is the other uh, option? So I started to to discover non-toxic cosmetics. And I help women and special women to clarify for themselves their own approach to beauty and to get rid of all these toxins in the bathroom. And I give also some tools on how to do self-care in a really healthy way. For instance, all women, we love to have shiny hair, healthy, shiny hair. And uh, we learn from uh, advertising that we need to use conditioner, for example, or mask, all these things. And it's uh, partly also true, of course, but uh, we can have happy, shiny hair through not coloring it if it's not needed in that sense, or being very careful how we uh, color our hair, uh, if with chemicals, then not too much. And uh, the other option is to color your hair if somebody wants to cover, for for example, gray hair with um, 100% herbal colors and plant colors. Not a kind of eco, but really 100% plant colors. You have there many differences in quality and not toxic stuff. Mm, and the other thing is uh, daily uh, self-care is uh, brushing your hair. Very simple. Something that all women in uh, yeah maybe 100 years ago used to do uh, daily and uh, very normally. Uh, we forgot. And so you just need to, ha- to have a, a natural uh, hairbrush and brushing your hair. And this is all to have uh, shiny, healthy hair with a lot of volume without putting extra products in order to reach that. Yeah. So yeah. simplifying your life. I can confirm because you did change my hair. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, the other way is the mindset. Um, just ask yourself, uh, what that what I'm used to do for my uh, daily confidence and my daily care, self-care and feeling confident. Is that approach still something that I do like to do? Is it healthy, for example? Yeah, and really feeling happy with uh, your own beauty and not uh, feeling kind of body shaming or hair shaming or whatever because you need to look um, much more blonder or darker or whatever. Really discovering your own and accepting your own beauty. Every woman is uh, beautiful. doesn't matter how she looks like. It's most important thing is that she feels confident and that she is taking some time for herself for self-care. Hmm. And it's not about uh, the outer beauty, it's really the inner in in first uh, place. Yes. What is the story behind what you do? Can you share with us your journey? It started quite funny, to be honest, and I didn't have any clue what I will, uh, in what I'm stepping into. Back then, when I was 23, I uh, I was uh, working in Cologne, in Germany, in a hair salon with a colleague of mine. And uh, one day her husband came into the salon and uh, I looked at him and I thought like, hmm, this guy is different. And I became very curious to uh, yeah, get to know what he is doing. And uh, so I asked my uh, colleague and friend, 
and she told me that he's a coach and I never heard before uh, what that means a coach uh, sport coach yes but not something different <laughs> and then I started uh, to do with him coaching sessions and group uh, sessions and another colleague of mine telling her ex very excited uh, that I'm starting to do that uh, she was saying what are you doing coaching NLP that is brainwashing uh, this is dangerous. And I thought like, oh, interesting, brainwashing. So if brainwashing is um, possible, that means I maybe are already brainwashed <laughs> by my parents, by the people around me, teachers, etc. And because I'm a very curious being, I'm of course not stopping uh, because somebody is thinking it's uh, dangerous. Uh, I became even more uh, curious because of that thought of mine. And uh, this is how I started. And it was, um, yeah, long from the beginning uh, to discover my own thoughts and feelings and to get rid of some limitations. So, yeah, it's like a good old friend. <laughs> and what did it do to you? It brought me closer to myself, to my essence. Yeah, so you know how it is. You are young, you have some dreams and uh, you are not feeling 100% confident uh, with what you are doing. Um, you want to discover the world. You want to do so many things, but you feel also inside something is holding you back. It's um, so often. In my um, childhood, I'm really uh, very happy to have uh, great parents who raised me in a way where I'm very grateful for to be open-minded and to trust in myself and to um, listen to my heart. But still, society and in special school, actually, I was not happy at school. I didn't felt like I'm living my full potential. And with that question, actually, I went into uh, coaching. What is my, my, my real um, essence? What is what essence? What is what I really want to do? All these years of working with myself, I can say that I'm uh, myself. Without, yeah, I feel really close to my own essence. I'm feeling very happy without having so much stuff around me, or I can just be happy with uh, small things. Um, yeah, I have been really a happier person. And yes. uh, I still have some challenges in my life, of course. While growing older, it doesn't mean that a life coach uh, knows all answers for himself. The whole, our whole life is a journey. So growing older and uh, involving also in uh, many areas in my life, uh, in my business, uh, whatever, uh, especially in my business, I uh, face some challenges and I have to overcome all these challenges. And this is the approach how I deal with is uh, now, uh, in a sense, better, quicker. I see my limitations, I feel them, and I'm starting to work on that without hesitating that uh, much. For me, because obviously I didn't know you when you were 23, but I met you more than six years ago, I think. And just in those six years, seeing everything you've done, how you've evolved, the things you've learned, the things you've discovered... Even when I first came to your studio, I already felt like I love the space, the energy, how it looks. And if I come now, I'm like, wow, she made it even more beautiful. <laughs> and for me, it has been so nice to watch you on this journey and also how you've inspired me and the things you've given also to me. So for me, it has been very, very special. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to, to 
watch you doing all this. And I'm very excited to see what else is coming because as I know you, you're always doing something and you're always discovering something. You're always find, finding something else. Every time I come, you tell me, now I learned this and I met this person and I'm doing this. And I find this amazing because it also shows, I mean, you refer to your age, but it shows it doesn't matter how old you are. You constantly evolve and you're, you're never too old to do another course or another workshop or another seminar. So I have two questions actually. So uh, I will ask maybe first, do you have something in mind? Are you cooking something right now? Are you preparing something else? Or uh, because no. also now with Corona, you hear many people mm. changing things. And so I'm curious yeah. to hear if you are preparing something new. Yeah, this wave hit me as well. <laughs> and um, I jumped this year into a new adventure kind of in this uh, Corona lockdown. I, because you know how it was in the beginning, we didn't knew for how long it will uh, stay with us. And uh, all this stuff so i thought okay i need to go out of this lockdown doesn't matter for how long it will be as a better person and i will take as many people uh, i can with me on that journey of being a better version of myself so uh, i started uh, two online uh, group coaching one in german language and then one in uh, in english And it was something that I was thinking to do in some years' time, but uh, not this year, not for sure, not this year. But uh, I loved it. And I love to see the, um, the steps that people uh, in a group are doing. And I'm doing as well, of course, because uh, a teacher is also a student. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the most important thing is to... to to learn from everything what we are doing, not to think that uh, I know better because I'm older or I'm coach or I'm uh, experienced or whatever. It's super important to have an open mind and open heart and to say to yourself, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I do want to, to know. And what I'm thinking today, maybe tomorrow is uh, not anymore that. So this is uh, the essence of that. So this year I jumped into this coaching, uh, online coaching, group coaching. One-on-one uh, -on -one I did already, but not in a group. And uh, I was a little bit uh, afraid actually to do that because uh, I'm very sensitive in energies If in, in, a, in a group. I don't like to be in a group where a lot of people speak the same time and it's uh, noisy and all these things. But uh, I discovered that online is for me the best platform. And uh, why? Because everybody is um, kind of more kind <laughs> in the sense of they are uh, talking one after the other. So they don't speak the same time. And that is for me super helpful to focus uh, to each person and at the same time to bring a group of people together and uh, learning together from each other. And uh, so I invested actually. So this is the result of that for myself. I jump into uh, uh, an investment that I did for myself and for my business uh, yesterday and hired an online coaching person who will help me to build an online coaching business. And um, that means that I can work from everywhere. This is my dream. And to uh, reach as many people I can around the world. So, yeah, on that dream I'm working right now. 
so I have to, I have to learn a lot of things. It's uh, I've never done that before, so you can imagine. <laughs> I jump, but I'm also feeling uh, on one hand excited, but also a little bit like, <laughs> do I want to do that? And I'm, I'm, of course, I do want, but it's also a little bit, yeah, challenging. Nice. Yeah. That's beautiful. I saw also now that you were on vacation in Greece, one of your photos in the mountains where you were saying, I'm doing online coaching and uh, yeah. yeah, amazing view and a beautiful place yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah and it I like your also. vision. Yeah, I like uh, yeah, and uh, I it's it gives me more freedom also to choose where I want to be, you know. And because I'm a Greek uh, person, my parents live in Greece. Uh, my husband is Dutch. Uh, my brother lives in Berlin, so we are a little bit spread. <laughs> and uh, if I have the um, um, possibility to work from everywhere, that is uh, this be, will be wonderful. I've seen a photo of you with an olive tree and uh, oh yeah yeah i know that you also say aging is beautiful can you elaborate on that actually i started to feel that aging is uh, beautiful in uh, when i was uh, close to 40 and uh, 42 something around that age because i felt like wow i feel so much better <laughs> in my skin being at that age, more calmer, uh, but still very curious and open to discover the world. Yeah, more confident, more confident and more relaxed in a way. More relaxed because uh, a lot of things that you dreamed of in a younger age um, uh, and you have, if you are younger, like 20, 25 or 30, uh, the whole life to live. And if it's 40 or 50, it's less. <laughs> But you, I enjoy my life now much more than when I was uh, younger. It's, uh, it's kind of calmness. And also my gray hair that I have. I don't have much and I'm coloring with, uh, with herbal colors. <laughs> But yeah, it just shows that I, um, I'm experienced. I, I have wise. Some, You're a yeah, wise woman. Lit, yeah, wise. I think, uh, but I'm a little bit closer to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And from your age, we're going to go to your inner child because you talk a lot about your inner child and you also work a lot with, with this yeah. inner child. And it's very yeah. important also in the approach when you coach people. What is our yeah. inner child? Our inner child is, uh, for me, how I feel it is like uh, frozen memories in our bodies from what happened in the past. And it's something that I try to, to, yeah, to exp explain it in very easy words. It's like uh, we start before we are born. <laughs> in the womb of our mother, we experience already some feelings and uh, whatever. Everything what your mother uh, experienced, you experience that as well. And uh, when your body starts to become a human and you um, are born, uh, all that is already memorized somehow in your body, all these experiences. And if you are a child, you know how children are. They are open, uh, vulnerable. Uh, they are saying what they're thinking. Uh, they are crying when they are feeling like. They're laughing when they're feeling like. And all this uh, innocent kind of um, little little being, because it's a vulnerable being uh, in this age, they experience things that happen to them in a certain way. 
And it doesn't mean that this experience is a reality, but for them, how they experience that is their reality. So it can be that one word that uh, you hear from your mother or from your father, it hurts you, even though they didn't mean it like that. Mm. Yeah. And this is like frozen memories in your body. And even if you don't remember, but your body remembers. So uh, um, if some, your mother looked at you somehow, uh, your body remembers that moment where she looked at you in a certain way where you don't felt good. And you are remembering that. Your body is remembering that. And so every time your mother is looking at you at that, like back then, you are going back to the um, past. These old feelings uh, can overwhelm you. And you are reacting um, sometimes uh, like a child with your mother. And this is the reason why we are, uh, I'm working very much with the inner child to heal the child uh, wounds and to bring the new reality to life. Yeah. And uh, to reshape that what uh, you want to reshape and to be, if you are a woman, the woman that you want to be now and uh, the man that you want to be now because the only thing that exists is the now and this is the power this is why i'm working uh, also with the uh, inner child there is a poem by naira white that because you said before we are born we actually we have a pre-life let's say in our mother's womb and she says in the poem my mother was my first country the first place i ever lived And it's like one of my favorite po poets and poems. I love her. And yeah, I just thought about this poem right now when you mentioned it. So I just wanted to read it out. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah, absolutely. You also like to dance. And you say we have to dance every day. Yeah. <laughs> Tell actually, us about dancing. <laughs> actually, we have to dance um, literally. Uh, what I, when I'm thinking of dancing is uh, thinking of my husband actually because I learned from him silly dancing hmm. he always makes me laugh and uh, when he was uh, when I saw him for the first time dancing silly <laughs> I thought like what is this guy doing <laughs> and uh, I think with silly dancing if he Just do silly dancing, don't need therapy or healing or whatever. <laughs> It's done. Yeah, if we take ourselves too serious, we are lost. If put fun into your life, put silly dancing in your life and all will be fine. Yeah, I love this. I love this because sometimes when I'm with my kids and then I become like crazy as they are, I always feel so liberated. And I feel so nice. And when I start jumping or doing stupid things or stupid dancing and they love it. And then I'm always thinking, why am I not doing this more often? You know, exactly. and then I forget it again. Yeah, yeah. So I think you help me right now with what you said <laughs> to do it more often. Yes. But uh, at the same time, you helped me because you was reminding me to do it even more often. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because also lately I'm, I'm reading also like, different articles by different feminists or by women that I, that I really like. And a lot of them mentioned the dancing. And then I also saw it with you. So I was really curious to see. So I think I really have to make this, uh, yeah, more part of my life. 
Yeah, I think really it's uh, it's uh, so liberating. It's so empowering, and uh, it's um, it's just fun. Yeah, yeah, really just fun. And singing, I can't sing, but I, I'm singing <laughs> uh, as much as I can. I was singing as a child, you know. And uh, so that was the way of expressing myself because I was kind of shy, uh, singing, uh, not in public, of course, just at home, and uh, dancing and losing myself in these daydreams. Uh, that was for me huge. And uh, I stopped doing that uh, when I grew up a little bit, unfortunately. But uh, growing older, I remembered again. So <laughs> I put it again into my life. You mentioned already um, taking care of yourself. And uh, when you hear this comment, be ferocious and taking care of yourself. And I mean, nowadays, there's a lot of talk about self-care and self-care and has become kind of a mainstream, mm. something that started... I think, not I think, it started back in the days also as a political act to take care of yourself. And now, of course, our society, capitalism has taken over, has commercialized the whole idea Absolutely. of taking care yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we know it's important. Um, but what do you have to say about this? Be ferocious and taking care of yourself. Now, to be honest, the self-care that I have in my mind is... Um, If, we, if I do self-care from a point of view of uh, lacking, uh, it's a problem because it's a never-ending story. I, do, will, I will buy a lot of stuff in order to fill this uh, emptiness in myself and not the, the, the lack of confidence, whatever. This kind of self-care is uh, it's not the right approach. For me, the right approach of self-care means connect with your creativity. Be creative. Be creative. Put your heart in what you like to do and act from that point of view and not from, uh, oh, I need to do to take more time for myself and I to, uh, uh, I don't know, to buy some stuff to feel better, uh, all these things. No, be creative. Be creative in whatever you like to be creative. Find your passion. That is self-care. Yeah? Not some extra time that you take for yourself and Or do nothing. It's better to do nothing. <laughs> to allow yourself, you know, to uh, take a breath, deep breath, you know, but not self-care in a way of, uh, oh, I have to find time for myself. Oh, I have to do something for myself. Oh, I, you know, I don't have time for myself, so I have to. This kind of, uh, it's, it's stress-related. And this is not true self-care. For me, yeah. true self-care is be creative. Be creative and uh, connect with your heart. Spend time with uh, doing nothing. Spend time with people that you love. Bring some value into this world. This is self-care because that will come back to you because you are giving. And by giving, you are receiving. And this is the, yeah, the big difference, how I feel self-care. Yeah, I mean, I felt now because, as you know, I, I made a lot of changes and I'm still making a lot of changes in my life right now. But when um, when I got pregnant with my daughter, I already felt, and, and you know this, you even actually prophesized it over me. Um, I was already feeling, okay, something is changing now. My life is changing. She's just having her in my in my womb. Something is going to happen. And um, my life slowed down a lot. And I made a lot of space in my brain. And I started doing things that I love to do, reading books, finding out things about authors that I love, but I didn't have time to read. And I became more and more creative 
And it was such a beautiful thing. And I felt so happy and I felt so beautiful and I felt so nice and so happy. And I became like really addicted to it because I had missed it so much to really do the things that I love. And, and yeah, and I love that you, you say this is self-care for me because I can really confirm it because how I've felt the last few months and that really also then helped me to make certain decisions, to make certain changes And now I've, yeah, I've, I've made so many changes, like for instance, launching the podcast. It had been in my head for two years doing this, but now I did it. So yeah, creativity is very important and building new things, designing new things. And it, it's really true that you would just, gives you so much energy. You feel so good. Yeah, about absolutely. It. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. What is home for you, Stama? Home is where my body, mind and soul is <laughs> in the present moment. Yeah, so being with you here, I'm home. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, but this is connecting on a deeper level. Yeah. Feeling each other and uh, sharing and uh, yeah, caring. Yeah, this is home. This is the moment. This is um, everything that we have at present moment. Home for me is, is, yeah, is something very special. What is home? So I, I really love what you just said. Thank you. You always drop these little sentences here and then, and then they do something to me. So we are moving now to motherhood. Oh, yeah. Motherhood is, because actually, of course, we already know why our topic is be yeah. the best mother to yourself. Yeah. But now I really want to know, what is motherhood for you? The first thing what crossed my mind is love. And I think uh, I know it starts with self-love. And if you... If we, if we, everybody of us, really knows how to practice self-love, we are teaching self-love to our children. And by our children, I mean, I don't have children, but it doesn't matter to all children. Just by example, this is for me motherhood. It starts with self-love. And love means uh, being respectful. So what... Uh, Uh, the example that I have for my mother is that she did so many things for her children and forgot herself. Mm. Not forgot, not forgetting herself in that sense, but uh, it was a conscious decision for her to put everything into the children. Yeah. She's a very strong woman. She's uh, taking care of herself. But uh, still, I think this generation of uh, our mothers uh, gave a lot to the children. And that is teaching us we have to sacrifice ourselves for others. And that is not true. This, this habit has to uh, change. Because yeah. if that change, the whole society will change. Yeah. So self-love means making choices that are respectful for myself and for others too. That means I need to learn to say no. I need to learn to say yes. And to know for what I'm saying yes or no. And not just pleasing, not to be the good girl. And also not be the bad girl, you know. It's just knowing what's good for me. And if like I know what are what's... my boundaries? My boundaries and, um, and uh, yeah, boundaries for myself first, you know. Yeah. And if I know that for myself, it's very natural that I'm yeah, living by example. It's very clear to all of us. So people will treat me respectful. Yeah, I have a um, Brittany Brown in one of her interviews. She says, 
the most compassionate people I know are the people who have the most boundaries. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice uh, interview. And mm -hmm. she talks also about the importance of boundaries because sometimes we feel, oh, if I say no now, they won't like me or out of tradition, I have to say yes. Absolutely. And it's very difficult for, I would say many women, especially to put boundaries in place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But for that, you need to know yourself uh, quite good to know what you really like and what you want. And um, being kind to yourself. This is self-love, self-respect. And that, from that point of view, you start to, uh, to make choices. This is motherhood for me. And you know what, uh, how it is with um, raising children is um, they will not believe only your words. They will believe what you do, not what you are saying. So if somebody is not kind, but they are teaching their children to be kind, yeah, they will not um, follow the instructions. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so many uh, behaviors of us uh, who are, uh, yeah, we are not conscious of them. Uh, we are repeating, repeating, repeating from generations to generations and copying things without knowing that we are doing that. Yes, generational narratives, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Who has been your soul stammer? Who has inspired you? Um, my family, to be honest. Um, my father, who was uh, asking me a lot of uh, questions when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I thought like, oh man, give me a break. <laughs> um, but he was challenging, challenging me. And probably I challenged him as well. <laughs> <laughs> but he challenged me to think further and to allow my brain to think around a lot of corners. <laughs> and my sister, my mother, my mother, of course, very inspiring woman. But my mother learned uh, whatever you learn is good. Mm. And being a strong woman, I learned from my mother. I learned from my mother also to be uh, more kind to me because she was less kind to herself because she put her children first. Um, so she teached me by uh, giving me an example that I didn't like that yeah, much. By observing I, her, right? Yeah, It's not like she told I, you this, you observed it, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, benefit from, yeah. <laughs> but on long term, it's not good. And my brother and my sisters, uh, and I, my soul, my husband, not forget my husband, it's his silly dancing. <laughs> And uh, he's super grounded, super smart. Uh, yeah, it's a great match. And nature, the stars, the sun, the moon, women and men who follow their heart, people who jump into um, uncertainty and they just, just do whatever they think they have to do, like you. You are also my soul. Yeah. <laughs> seeing you making all these steps is uh, inspiring me as well you know it's super all people who um, who dare to follow their heart nice and to whom do you want to pass the salt you know I always ask this, these two questions what do you want to say to the younger generation or not only to the younger generation actually not, to uh, yeah I think uh, it's um, Uh, if you say not to younger only, I will say uh, thinking of the older, it's never too late. <laughs> yeah. 
to start uh, something and to follow your something new and to follow your heart. Yeah, just bring your brain and heart together and jump. Do your own thing and uh, do your own thing and do your own magic from your heart. Follow your intuition. Sharpen your intuition. Trust your intuition. Make the impact. Make the change that you want to see in the you want to see in the world. And your daily life does need to be something huge, you know. Small things can uh, change. If we, if all of us, for example, could um, uh, change the way of how we buy stuff, we change the world. Yeah, it's a small example. It does need to be, but small uh, stuff can uh, have a huge impact if more of us are doing that. If somebody is meditating a little bit, uh, just five minutes per day, and uh, from from the bottom of your heart, and wishing the healing to the to the world, and connecting with all this beauty around us, is already something. I mean, that uh, small things can have a huge impact. Yeah, simplicity. Yeah, yeah simplicity, simplicity, and uh, feeling the abundance around us. And if we take the time to feel the abundance around us, we will feel it. It's really that simple. Being grateful for what we have, being grateful for that we are breathing. I'm grateful that I have two eyes. Mm. I can see a healthy heart, uh, two legs, two arms, you know, all that, but it's very normal for all of us who have all of that. It's not for, other, for others. And... Um, I've, yeah, I've, abundance be, means being feeling grateful for what uh, I have, what I am, for the, everything that's touching me and the people that I'm touching. Breathe in the life. Just breathe in the life. Beautiful. Is there a question you want to ask me? Actually, I'm very, very curious about what inspired you to do the podcast sessions. Yes. Um... So the idea came to me two, two and a half years ago, and it was probably because of things that happened to me in the past, also things that, that I saw my mother doing, like what you described also with your mom. My mother really sacrificed herself. This generation of, okay, it's not about me. I have to do everything for my kids. I have to be strong. I have to be strict. And um, seeing my mom changing over the years, and our relationship changing and our relationship becoming more and more beautiful and softer and more intimate. And my mother also looking up to me and yeah, th that was really, really nice. But then also seeing other women around me, women who became first time mothers, the expectations they have on themselves being so hard on themselves. So it was a lot about observing how women are around me And that we are all fighting, let's say, our own struggles. And um, I felt like we need to come together. We need to, to, to do something. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was like the initial idea. I thought I, I would like to have a podcast where I interview women and uh, because I felt I know so many amazing women like you. And um, I want to, to amplify them, to, to elevate them, their knowledge. And then... I just left it there. And when I got pregnant with my daughter, as I said earlier, I felt, okay, everything is changing. My whole life is changing and I will do this podcast now. So I started 
yeah, I found a coach and then we started working together. And with her, we went really deep. She asked me a lot of questions about my life. What is your why? Why are you doing this? Who do you want to reach? Where do you see yourself? So we worked a lot and we kind of connected. So I've never met her, but we became so close because of COVID we didn't meet. So all our sessions were via Zoom and we became so close and so connected. And we kind of helped each other on our journey on, on so many levels. Like we were supposed to have 30 minutes sessions and then we would talk for an hour and one and a half and two hours and then we would WhatsApp with each other. So it, it was like, and through this journey, I discovered many more things about myself and what I want to do. So my reason for doing the podcast is really about creating this female solidarity, bringing women together, creating circles, making a change, sharing knowledge with each other, liberating knowledge, because we yeah. all have knowledge. Absolutely. And maybe I, I was privileged to go to, to some amazing university. And if I speak with people who studied the same, we speak the same language. But I want to give this knowledge also to other women who did not have the chance to go to such university or what you did today, you shared your wisdom with us, your knowledge with us, and you can reach someone through that. So it's really about coming together, creating circles, fostering community, liberating the knowledge and healing. It's also about healing. It's also about addressing certain topics that um, we don't talk about much. Mm. We, uh, we don't know much about, we don't have time maybe to, to talk about because we are so busy with our lives and, We can inspire each other. So for me, it's really about inspiring each other, elevating each other, our stories, healing and creating a legacy. And when I say healing, I don't only mean healing us. I also mean healing our mothers. You said it. And also breaking those um, generational narratives because we all carry something with us from a past generation, which is not good for us. And it's about breaking those, um, yeah, those generational narratives and to, to make a change, really. And it's also about the next generation, that mm -hmm. um, our kids, our daughters, our sons will be different, that they will be feminist, that they will be anti-racist, that they will love themselves, that they will respect other people for their differences. And um, this is something that, that I really wish for, because a lot of things, especially that are happening right now, They just, yeah, they have to, our kids have to make a difference. I don't want to have these things anymore, to be honest. And I, I'm really planting this in my kids. Super. This is really, really important to me. So I want to also leave this legacy behind. And as you said also earlier, um, it's not enough to say, let's say I'm a feminist or it's not enough to say I'm not racist or it's not enough to say I'm kind to myself. You have to act accordingly and you need to set an example for your children, for your mothers, for your siblings, for anybody, your colleagues. And this is how you can really make a change. So that's why I um, started this podcast. So it's not really about me. It's really about us. It's creating this connection and making a change. And uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I explained it well. And of course, it's also about building, eh? like what you said, creating. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot about creating. I had let my... Creativity at some point it just I just put it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And my boss at the time she told me, Do you know that you're very creative? Really? And I will never forget when she told me this, where and then it she really made me think. And I realized, yes, I am creative and I should become more creative and I should just create. Yeah. And start going out there and doing something. Yeah, something that yeah. Uh, uh, speaks to you and uh, exactly. And it's not just about me, like what you said also. Yeah, yeah. What, what do I want to bring into this world and what do I want to do? 
Absolutely. So, yeah. One thing what um, uh, comes across my mind now is uh, we didn't came uh, alone to this world. So, so we are in a community. We are connected. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about the community. It's not uh, only about each uh, individual. Individual. Individualism. Yeah. 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 Like what our system is trying to. Tell us, even with the self-care, what we said earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Great, super. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to to hear your podcast uh, and to all these people that you're inviting. Yes, to share their stories. It's a really beautiful journey, and I'm yeah. really enjoying um, these interviews, these intimate encounters that I have with also some like you are my friends. Some people I'm getting to know them through the interviews. So it's 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 very special yeah. to me. It's really really imagine, special. Yeah. yeah. Well, best luck for all that. Thank you, Stama. Thank but you. But I Thank see you. a bright future. <laughs> <laughs> We've come actually now at the end of our interview. I always honor a woman at the end of uh, my encounters. Uh -huh. That's also something that's very important to me. And today I want to honor Elif Shafak. She's a Turkish-British writer, storyteller. She's an academic, a public speaker, and a women's rights activist. And I really love her because she's a true writer to me. She's incredibly smart. She's outspoken. And I really love how she writes a book because she will cover so many topics in, in one go. Like she will talk about friendship and faith and love, and then she will combine it with world politics. She will have a whole debate on God and faith in the book. Then she will uh, put some criticism in it and have the whole thing moving across different countries. And I just love her mind and how she combines stories with global and cultural politics. And of course, that she's also a women rights activist. That is also something that's very important to me. She was introduced to me by one of my best friends. Uh, her name is Sara. She has introduced me to many authors in my life. And she was the one introducing me to, to Elif Shafak. And she gave me this book, The 40 Rules of Love which is about the friendship between Rumi and Shams, for people who know Rumi. I mean, yeah, yeah. quite famous. Absolutely. And through that book, um, I traveled actually to Konya and I also visited Rumi's tomb. And uh, so Sara took me on a whole journey with this book and the things that I read and getting to know wow. of Shafak. It was the first book that I read from her. And I want to finish with a quote from her book, Three Daughters of Eve, which fits actually in our overall topic and also in our discussion today. And in the book, it says, remember, daring to know yourself means daring to destroy yourself. First, we must pull ourselves apart. Then with the same pieces, we will assemble a new self. What matters is that you believe in what you're doing. Oh, beautiful. Oh, touches my heart. <laughs> Thank you, Stama. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank to you speak to us to share your wisdom. You dropped for me a lot of truth bombs today that uh, I will have to think about. And uh, yeah, I will upload all your information, of course, on my website. Also, any literature you have that you might, might want to share with our community. That's also important that we share literature, books, Absolutely. whatever, with, with everybody. Thank you to everyone for listening. Please visit my website, saltapodcast.com for more conversations and also follow us on Instagram under Salt the Podcast. And feel free to contact me if you have questions, comments, anything. I'll be happy to hear from you. Thank you, Stama. Thank you, Stella. Beautiful. Thank you.
Something that is loved is never lost. I'm Stella Salieri and this is Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast.